you're pregnant or planning on having kids in the future, you should know that you can use your lucid dreams to really practice for that experience and get the most out of your pregnancy and your parenting journey. The concept of pregnancy as a spiritual portal for souls to enter the world has always fascinated me. So in this episode, I talked to my friend Rachel, who is also a lucid dreamer, and we talk about her experience with being a lucid dreamer while pregnant and while raising her son. Did you know that the pineal gland produces large amounts of DMT in newborn babies? This is part of the reason why young children's imagination is so vivid and why they're more likely to have vivid dreams and lucid dreams. So not only do unborn babies and newborn babies produce large amounts of DMT, but we also experience this during birth, labor, death, deep meditation, lucid dreaming, near-death experiences. So this kind of makes me think that during these altered states of consciousness, we experience parts of both the physical plane and the spiritual plane or astral world or whatever you want to call it. So again, welcome to the Dream World Podcast where we talk about spiritual, scientific, and super fascinating phenomenon of the universe. Well, my name is Rachel and I've been lucid dreaming for a couple years now. Um, I'd say since 2016 is when it really spiked after my best friend passed away and she would show up in my dreams and I was like, wait, Megan's not supposed to be here. And it started like becoming lucidity after a while. And I would share dreams with my family and my sister, Katie's like, you should start a Twitter And then I started a Twitter account, started tweeting my dreams. And then Reese reached out to me and was like, do you want to join the Lucid Hive? So I became part of this dream community. And I kind of see myself more as an advocate, just uh, like even today at the gym, I have a personal trainer I see a couple times a month. And I was telling her how we're doing the podcast. And she's like, I don't dream too much, but I just like, like stimulating conversations about dreams and like sparking the conversations because it's not now typically the norm like people kind of just tend to like repress their dreams back or like oh it's just a dream and I like to kind of be like why am I dreaming that like what's the meaning of it like what's the purpose and having the lucid dreams definitely takes it up a notch like for myself on perspective of the dream realm and what's you can be capable of in there and like the insight to your true self so I guess I've just been sharing with the world how much I love dreams yeah that's awesome I mean like we need people like that that are just like interested in it and like to talk about it like I love like kind of introducing people to like all the possibilities and just like opening up those conversations because even lucid dreaming like everybody's like a natural lucid dreamer you know we all can Mm -hmm. just like figure out how to like expand on that and then yeah with my pregnancy dreams that was like a huge roller coaster because I thought I like was a really good dreamer. Like I would, you know, recall my dreams. I would, you know, they would be really vivid, my lucid dreams. But when I was pregnant, the hormone surge was just like, I had dreams that lasted like days. It felt like. (laughs) And wow. Yeah. I definitely want to know about that because I've been so interested in like pregnancy dreams and how like your brain changes in that. I don't have any kids myself. So you got to teach me like what that was like and what raising kids to be dreamers is like, you know? Yeah. And that's what I really hope to do with my son, Theodore. And he was definitely an oops baby. So like unplanned, um, but I got pregnant and like, and one of the first symptoms was probably like the dreams and I didn't realize it. I just thought maybe, oh, like, wow, my dreams are really on it this month. And then when I found out I was pregnant, it all kind of like made more sense. And like, yeah, they were very vivid and long and more than normal. So when I found out I was pregnant, that night I had a dream 
that it was kind of like hazy, like there was a th- like a thickness in the air, kind of like a fog, maybe because I wasn't sure what was going to happen, you know, going to go be in a single mom, like, you know, the dad's involved, but yet, you know, raising them, having them with me 24 seven, I just knew like, okay, I'm going to do this. But that night I had in that dream with the fog and everything, there was a baby boy balloon and it was just like floating in the air. So instinctively I was like, okay, he's going to be a boy. And I didn't find out till like several weeks later that he, you know, was a boy, but I just had that inkling and it came through to me in a dream. And I thought that was really neat how it just kind of immediately started right off the bat, like took the pregnancy test. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm holy crap. I'm pregnant, called my mom and then went to sleep that night, had a little very ominous dream. And like that balloon was just kind of floating by, but it wasn't like scary. I felt very calm, but it was just like uncharted waters. Like, where am I going to go? whoa this is crazy (laughs) yeah that's crazy he like gave you his little announcement in the dream right yeah what were those like 10 day long or like your days long dreams like I want to hear about some of those so those would just be like kind of like they're so hard to explain to but I'll do my best so it would just be like going into the dream and I'd already have my son with me. And like a few dreams later on, he would be like a girl and a boy that like kind of going back and forth. And I would just like have him and there was this elevator and it was almost like a Las Vegas, like city, like, and there was a lot going on. Probably my past, like going out, partying with my friends, doing all that was like in one section and like my future. I I don't know. I just kind of see it as this like reoccurring dream that had so many like corridors. And I went down almost every single one of them through like the nine month like pregnancy. And there's this elevator shaft and the elevator just kept falling. So I it was like the tallest, like an Empire State building in like Las Vegas, like this small little area in the middle of a desert. And this elevator was just constantly up and down. And that was the only way I could like kind of string my dreams together. Like I would be in the house, I'd have Theodore and I'd just be like taking care of him. And then we'd go in this elevator and then we'd be like in some rooms, like constantly like searching for things. But it just was like the when I upon waking, I'm like, how did I dream like that long? That felt like a weekend vacation, like how that happened. So in this elevator, we're going up and down and it would just kind of free fall at sometimes. At first, it was very scary and like kind of gripping the sides. And after um, a few different times, I would be falling with the elevator and looking at the other dream characters like, guys, this happens all the time. This elevator's just broken. Like, it's fine. And it like didn't really trigger lucidity until like maybe a month or two later. And I like finally looked at the people like the concierge desk. They're like, oh, take the elevator. And I was like, no, it's broken. I'm not going to take the elevator. I'm going to take the stairs up 50 flights, how many flights of stairs. And even like that, like, is just almost like foretelling, like there's going to be a long journey ahead. And that's what probably made the dream feel so long. It wasn't really like waking up, going to bed in the dream. It was just like a long stretch of obstacles and adventures and having Theo with me. And he would be sometimes in the elevator also. And it was just like that pivot of the dream was at the elevator. And once I said, no, I'm not going to take the elevator. It's broken. I'm going to take the stairs. Their faces kind of got serious and like looked at me like she cracked it. (laughs) I don't know. It just felt like I finally got it. It clicked and I was able to just move on past that. And that was the last time I had that reoccurring dream. And 
some dreams would still be long and vivid, but it wasn't to that extent. I just feel like my emotions were very high and up and down. So I don't know if the elevator had that dream meaning to me, but upon waking up, I felt a lot better. Like I was like, I worked through something. I'm okay. Like I feel good now. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like you kind of like, it's like a game, you know, and then like achieving lucidity, you kind of like won. And then the dream characters like it threw them off, you know? Yeah. They're like, man, we almost got her or something. I don't know what it was, but Whenever I uh, would dream about my son, he would always be happy. So I would, I felt like I was dream sharing with him a lot. And like, as he was developing um, in the womb, he would get older and like the dreams. So I remember he had like a distorted face in like the first trimester. I remember seeing him and I was like, hi, honey. And he looked like a really creepy, like, oh my gosh, like run over by a car, like smushed kind of thing. But it it was just like him forming like an alien life creature, like in like a tube, like something like that. And I just felt like I was talking to him like through the dreams. And as like the second trimester came along, then he would be like a newborn baby. And then the third trimester, right before, you know, due dates coming up, he would uh, be like running around and laughing. And I just felt like, okay, like, we're going to get through this no matter what. And he was just constantly laughing in my dreams. And he was also telling me like what foods he liked the most. So I had a green smoothie from Jamba Juice and I had that was like the main point of my dream that night. And I made sure to like get that ginger and greens like almost every day for a week because it tastes so good like in waking life. But in my dream world, it was just like so prominent like that. I was like, wow, like he really likes it. There was a dream where the <laughs> the green smoothie fell on the floor and Theo as a baby is like licking it up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he really likes it. And I was like, oh, it's fine. He can lick it off the floor. <laughs> That's cute. You know, it really makes me wonder, like when you're pregnant, you're like a portal to like this like right. other realm and like you're bringing this soul into the world, which I just think is like the coolest thing ever. And like, yeah, it's like, I have always wondered if they already come with like their preset, like personality and they're like, you know, merging with the world through you. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Cause now Theo's seven months old and he's such a happy baby. He's so calm. Like if I could take the baby from my dreams and show everyone like, this is the baby from my dreams. Everyone would be like, what are you talking about? That's your son right now. Like it's so it's like, mirrored. Accurate. Yeah. That's, yeah. Awesome. that's so cool. You'd always be dancing to music in the dreams. And I had another dream about like lime juice and lemon juice. And I just started craving it. And I was like, okay, like I would listen to like the dream, like my dream cravings. I would have a lot of them. It was really weird because I thought I would have more cravings in waking life. And I had almost absolutely no cravings. I didn't really long for like, oh, I need to have that. But in my dreams, certain foods would come out and it would usually be like juices or like strawberries. Like I was in a strawberry field at one point too. And it was all these like really good fruits and vegetables. And like, I would just listen to my dream and go out and get it the next day. And I was like, this tastes so amazing. Oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe I didn't know, but I didn't have normal cravings. I had dream cravings and I actually just realized that now while talking to you. (laughs) 
No, that's awesome. It's cool. He was yeah. definitely communicating with you through that dream space. I, I think that's really yeah. awesome. So like, what about like now that you have the baby in your hands and you're like growing up with him and stuff, like what kind of things do you implement for him to like, you know, like just teach him about like dreams and stuff? Because I'm sure babies dream. Yeah. I'm sure it's hard. Oh, I'm sh- he definitely dreams. I know it. Um, I take videos of him. So I'm still breastfeeding. And usually our nighttime routine is like putting him on the boob, getting him wound down, like putting him in some pjs you know breastfeed him until he starts to fall asleep and then once he unlatches he still does the the sucking motion so i'll like record him and pretty much throughout anytime he's sleeping he'll just start doing that i'm like are you dreaming about milk right now like what are you dreaming about and i am like really big on him using his voice like this moment I brought him home, I would talk to him like he could understand me. And I was like, Hey, Theodore, welcome to your new home. So every single morning, I'm like, good morning, Theo. And I was like, did you have any good dreams? And he just smiles. Like babies are so happy when you like when they wake up, it's awesome. But I just talk to him as if he's understanding, like, did you have a good dream? Like, what'd you dream about? And like, are you excited for your day? And like, I've taken them to the zoo a few times and I'm just like, are you dreaming about the bears? Are you dreaming about doggies? Like, I don't know. So I hope that, you know, once he really retains the language and it starts to understand when we already have that morning routine of me asking how his dreams are, it's just now he'll have the moment to respond once he's able. So I'm very curious, though, to like see him progress as a young dreamer, too. That's cute. You know, I always thought like, you know, how babies are like they're like so they're like still developing and stuff. I always feel like since they're more closer to that, like astral realm, they probably like have crazy, vivid, lucid dreams. And they're not even like in human words, you know. Right. Like you can't even articulate the right words to express like. Yeah, because like, I guess when you're born and when you die is like when you exert the most DMT. So I actually thought of that when I was giving birth and I was like, he's just tripping out right now. He just literally, my water didn't break until his head was out. So like he was in the water sack the whole time going down during delivery. So that was kind of a nice ease on my mind too. Cause we planned a water birth, but it was too late. I got to the birth center and she's like, Nope, you're ready to go. And I was like, what? And that was something else I wrote down too, is that one of my goals when I was pregnant was to practice labor and practice giving birth. So when I become lucid, I would like try to like shift my dream that way, but it's usually becoming lucid and taking in the surroundings. I can't become lucid and be like, let's switch it up. Like it's very rare when that happens. So I was very fortunate that when I had the pregnancy or the, the labor dreams, I was able to trigger lucidity. So I'm like in the bathtub and I'm like surrounded by like a group of people like friends and they're like come on Rachel you can do it you can do it they're all supporting me and I'm like wait a second I'm dreaming right now and I was like okay can we go back and I don't know what it is but just the thought I'm very good at like rewinding my dreams yeah. so I'm able to like take that moment and I went all the way back to like going to the hospital like doing the breathing I didn't go to the hospital I went to a birth center but maybe in my dream I was thinking that but regardless I was able to like get in the meditative state and breathe and that's pretty much like was my prime focus because I did a natural birth so that was like a little intimidating a lot and it was very intimidating but it went really good and I I'm for sure it was definitely the dreams and um, I did a lot of float therapy 
and a lot of uh, mind uh, preparation for going into that. So with the dreams, I was able to have that like lucidity. So in a way, it didn't really feel like it was my first time giving birth, even though it really was my first time ever giving birth. I was like, oh, I've already done like the labor process a few times in my dreams. So it's not foreign that's yeah it's real i mean your brain really forms those neural pathways like you really do like practice you know right and i would do that with volleyball like growing up i would like practice like what is it like the manifestation just like going into the float tank and getting into that meditative state so once i started doing that with dreams it became like a whole new ball game. I was like, wait a second, like I can do this while I'm sleeping and it's just a whole different level. So yeah, being able to do that while I was prepping for labor was huge because that anxiety went pretty high. Yeah, yeah, no, that's amazing. It's definitely like what I aspire to be like as a mom, like it's very inspiring, you know, when the time comes for me, but it's right. I was never like growing up, like my parents didn't really ask me about my dreams and it wasn't like a thing in my household. Like I kind of figured that out on my own. So like, I've always wondered, like, it's like growing up, learning from the jump, like what the power of lucid dreams can do. Like we can have two-year-olds practicing crazy things in their lucid dreams. Like, right. And that gives me chills because it makes me even think like studying or if he has to memorize something, maybe he can use his lucid dreams to help him get through school. Cause I, my mom would talk about lucid dream, not lucid dream, but like more premonition dreams she had when she was a kid, but it didn't really like dawn on me. It's not like it was a table conversation, you know? where that's what I want to bring to the table with Theo is like, Hey, did you have any dreams or like, how'd that make you feel like kind of help dissect it and talk about it as much as he wants to. So yeah, yeah, when I was pregnant though, my hormones, I was very good on the outside, like going to work, like even baby daddy was like, you weren't like crazy when you were pregnant. And I'm like, yes, I was. You just didn't see it. I did not show you. Like I didn't show anybody. Like my sister, my best friends, they all knew like it was like these hormone surges, like heat waves almost. And because I think I did such a good job like keeping my composure during the wake my waking world when I would enter my dream world, I was such a bitch. Like I was so mean. And like there's some coworkers that like get under my skin just because I'm like, why do you do the things you do? So like in my dream, I was just like yelling at this guy and I'm like, wake up and I'm like, what the heck? Like work's not even bad this week. And I'm like, wow, I just I let it out and I actually felt better. So I felt like Okay. And I worked out throughout my pregnancy too. So that helped a lot, like balancing all of it. But even my dreams, letting out the hormone rage, like, cool. I got that out of my system because it was just constant up and down, up and down. Even like there was some times where I'd like, you know, get down in the dumps and like feel really upset. And like, I was really lonely a lot. And there's one dream I was on a ship in the middle of the ocean somewhere. It's like pitch dark out. I look up and there's no stars in the sky. It's just complete pitch black, like cut scene. All I can see is like the ship rocking back and forth on in the ocean. And there's no crew. There was no one around. I was looking and I'm like, there's no one on the ship. So I just felt like it was myself like feeling so alone like I'm like in this emotional roller coaster like what do I do and I become lucid and I'm like okay cool this is just a dream like you're fine how are you feeling I'm like well I'm feeling scared like I'm feeling lonely and I look around it's dark and it's just 
you know, almost like silence. And I normally jump into like mirrors. I'll jump into the water. Like when I become lucid, I usually become fearless because I'm like, yeah, like I'm dreaming. Let's see what I can do. But in this particular dream, I was scared. I wanted to jump in the water because I felt like there was something underneath there that I just felt like it was calling to me. And I'm like, just jump in. And I didn't. And I just got into the fetal position and just kind of let the dream rock away. And I woke up and that one's really stuck with me because I feel like it has been like a really like lonely journey, but yet it hasn't. The second Theo was born, once he was born, I'm like, okay, I have him with me now all the time. But yeah, it was just that dream in particular is like really like strong, like struck a chord because I was like, okay, like you might have felt alone, but like you're not alone. Like if I jumped in the water, I'm sure I would have seen a whole bunch of mermaid friends or something. Who knows? And I know water is like a big emotion, especially in your dreams. So that one too was just out of my norm because normally I would just jump right in there and go and see what's going on but I just couldn't do it I I got almost like stage fright in my lucid dream so and I had a lot of orca whale dreams too where I was breathing underwater and I would see like the mother orca whale with her like little whale babies and I would just be like hi Whales fascinate me because they like send emotions yeah. across the world. Like they send like telepathic emotions of like love. And like if they miss somebody, they send that emotion across the ocean. It's cool. To uh, another whale. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I don't know what it was, but orca whales were like a very common dream symbol. And she was always with like her. Um, maybe I should look more into like whales as mothers and see like how they're doing stands out in the information online but I even like bought like an orca whale shirt I saw at the mall and I was like okay that that's just like I need to wear it I just want to rub them now yeah that's cute that's a good way to the way I feel like you approach your dreams to interpret them is like really good you know like what does this mean like what does the whale in itself do like how do they behave you know like you mean they're sending their love like to me they're very graceful and like killer whales are like probably one of the smartest and like their tactics are insane. Like if you watch their discovery channel, like segments, like the way that they hunt their prey is just mind blowing. So maybe I have to like take that into my motherhood and be like, well, just be graceful, send out love to your child, you know, make sure that they learn the right things they need to grow and take care of themselves. So that's cool. You, you normally get lucid from reality checks or like, how do you normally get lucid? Uh, reality checks. I would say, um, But when I first started becoming lucid, I was seeing my friend Megan in the dreams and knowing, wait a second, like you're not supposed to be here. So I guess like lost loved ones triggered it. And then um, for me, like growing as a lucid dreamer, it would be the reality checks and like taking a moment throughout the day. And like even right now, like, okay, you're not dreaming or like if I was dreaming, what would I do to look around my like. My friend was telling me it's like kind of called like active meditation, like taking like a few minutes throughout the day and just kind of like being present in the moment. So I think that's to me the same thing as a reality check. Yeah, it is for sure. I kind of do it too. I kind of call it like practicing being lucid. It's really mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Like when you're lucid in your dream and you're mindful in your waking life, it's kind of the same thing. You're just lucid, right. bringing your consciousness to that moment. So when I do my reality check, like I have this finger one that I do, even if I'm yeah. awake, I pretend like I'm lucid. Like, what would I do? Like you said, like, what would yeah. I be thinking? Like, cause then when you have that practice, when you do become lucid, you're like prepared, you know? Right. Right. Cause I would also get like too excited and then be like, Oh my God, I'm lucid and wake up. And, like, oh, I used to hate that. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> 
enjoying this podcast, please, please subscribe and leave a review and share it with your friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a lot of cool giveaways and things coming up. And I'm also launching a lucid dreaming crash course that you can sign up for and have one-on-one lucid dreaming coaching. So follow the Dream World podcast on Instagram to stay tuned for that.